good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. Yeah, we every well, a few weeks we mention the um, uh, good news uh, marriage cruise that's coming up next January. It's January 27th to February 2nd, and the reason for that is, of course, that uh, people have time. You know, have to make sure their schedule is in order to participate. Uh, we have some fantastic speakers uh, that are going to be there again. One of them will be uh, Bishop Joseph Coffey, who's now serving as Auxiliary Bishop in the Archdiocese of the, of the Military. He'll be joining us in just a moment here. But I, I want to say that uh, this is something to keep in mind, because uh, when we have our guests, who are actually going to be speakers at the uh, cruise, there's usually some kind of uh, upgrade if you register for the cruise. So today, the promo code will be EASTER, and you'll receive an upgraded one-night dining experience there. Uh, and I can tell you, it's they have some fantastic uh, restaurants available. But uh, you're, this is something that uh, we started a few years ago, and it's had fantastic response. Um, so, you know, last year, uh, we had Archbishop Samuel Aquila with us, uh, John Ricardo. This year, We've got Archbishop uh, Nauman with us. Father Mike Schmitz is going to be there. Rachel and Jason Bowman. Kimberly and Scott Hahn will be uh, kicking us off uh, the Friday uh, before we leave. So we've got a lot going on. But also joining us will be Bishop Joseph Coffey, who serves as Auxiliary Bishop in the Archdiocese of the Military. He was ordained in 1996 and served in the Archdiocese of Philadelphia. He also served as a Navy chaplain in 2001. His military awards include the Meritorious Service Medal, the Navy Commendation Medal with two stars, the Navy Achievement Medal with two gold stars, the Navy Sea Service Medal, the National Defense Medal, and I, I could go on. It's really quite uh, an impressive list. But uh, Bishop Coffey, good to have you with me. Thanks. Now, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. So, thank oh, you. Great. What an honor it is to be on the, on the line with you. I've been listening to you for many years on the radio. Well, thank you. I, I like hearing that. <laughs> well, we'll be together for the Good News Cruise coming up uh, next January. Uh, and I that's know. Gonna it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I have looked forward to this. It's one of those things that we started years ago with corporate travel, and it's really it's taken off and become a standard part of our, our year. But let me. A lot of people wonder about uh, the archdiocese of the military. They don't quite know. It's 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 non-geographic, right? Uh, right. It's uh, something that I get very used to explaining because when I tell people I'm auxiliary bishop of the military archdiocese, they often say, "Well, what's that?" <laughs> so I'm used to explaining it that everybody who's Catholic. In our military, the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine Corps, Coast Guard, Space Force, National Guard, while they're in the military, they belong to the military archdiocese. And because we have troops all over the world, like geographically speaking, it's really the largest archdiocese in the world. <laughs> that's the way to look at it, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That is, that's impressive. So, and so we have Archbishop Rolio is our archbishop, and he's headquartered in Washington, D.C., and then he has four auxiliary bishops who help him. Bishop Spencer covers all the U.S. bases east of the Mississippi. Bishop Buckin has all the bases west of the Mississippi. Bishop Mum has Europe and Asia. And I have all the veterans' hospitals in the U.S. We have over 150 veterans' hospitals wow. in the U.S. So right now I'm traveling between Temple, Texas, and Dallas, where I spent the day with the VA priest chaplain there. And then yesterday I was in Dallas. 
So I'm a real road warrior. I'm either driving or flying all over the country, and I love it. Wow. Well, that's good. I'm glad you love it. Uh, I think I would burn out pretty quickly like that, but uh, I'm glad you're suited for what you've been called to do. You are also Thank you very, very much. It's an honor. You're also uh, considered the pastors for the whole family, right? I mean, it's not just the, the person who's in the military, but it doesn't extend oh, that's right, to their right, family. Right. Whoa. Exactly. We have all the, vet, the, uh, the military members and their families, so yeah. we do all the sacraments for them. It's really quite an operation. Uh, tell me, do you do, do servicemen uh, ever have qualms about being in the military if they're being called to combat somewhere? Do you ever have to deal with that? Well that's, well, that's a great question. Two of my assignments from 19 years on active duty as, as an age chaplain was I was at the Coast Guard boot camp for three years in Cape May, which is basic training, and then I had the Marines in um, uh, San Diego at, at Marine Corps boot camp. And I often quoted St. John Paul II, who said that military service was an honorable profession. Yeah. And, you know, his story growing up in Poland under Nazi occupation, he credits the U.S. and the West for coming to the aid against Nazi tyranny. So I assure everybody that serving in the military is quite an honorable thing to do. And then uh, General MacArthur was quoted as saying, no one hates war more than a soldier. Right. So we always train, but we always uh, pray for peace, and we work for peace. Yeah. No, I think that's, that's beautiful, uh, beautifully put. Uh, what is what do you find most challenging as a pastor focusing on the uh, veterans' hospitals? Well, I had uh, 28 years altogether in the military, nine in the reserve, 19 active duty. So um, it's really fun to, to work with the veterans. But my primary duty as the vicar for veterans affairs for the military archdiocese is to minister to the priest chaplains who serve in our VA hospitals. Okay. They're all endorsed by Archbishop Rolio, just as he endorses all of our military chaplains. So, in a sense, I'm caring for the caregiver. I got gotcha. you. I make sure that they're doing well, and then they bring me around the hospital. I meet other veterans, and it's really great to meet them and thank them for their service. Yeah. What, um, you know, we, you often hear people saying that the uh, veterans' hospitals are not provided for financially as much as they should be. Do you have an opinion on that? No, I, I, I believe that from what I've heard, they've really got improved quite a bit in the last few years. Mm-hmm. And one of the big improvements was that um, they, they changed it so that if a, uh, a veteran couldn't be seen with a very reasonable amount of time, they could go out in town and get covered that way. So that really improved the situation dramatically. So uh, I've been to well over 100 of these VA hospitals, and what I'm hearing is that they're getting really excellent care. Yeah, very good, very good. Do you find that um, people uh, in the military, uh, and you're working especially with veterans, uh, uh, chaplains at veterans' hospitals, uh, do you find that it's work that they enjoy or is it troubling? Oh, them? absolutely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think it's, uh, it's, uh, when we, when I became a military chaplain and it was often referred to as a calling within a calling, you know, my first calling was to the priesthood, but a second calling was clearly to the military. I loved it. Not everyone would, 
but I, I believe that the Veterans Hospital chaplains feel the same way. It's a very, very special ministry to be able to care for our nation's veterans, and, you know, some of them are in really bad shape, and they've, they've really sacrificed so much for our service, so, I mean, for our country. So yeah. we, we should always uh, honor their sacrifice. And I, and I think our country in general is much better about that. I know that my uncle, my godfather, served in Vietnam, and he didn't get the kind of accolades that we now get. Yeah. You know, when I walk through an airport wearing a uniform, people always say, thank you for your service. That's but great. We weren't always like that as a nation, I think. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm going to take you back a little ways here, back to 1988. Uh, mm-hmm. Were you involved in Operation Rescue? Oh, I sure was. I was involved <laughs> with pro-life uh, direct action, and uh, I hate—I really—I don't mind telling people that on Good Friday of 1989, I, I got arrested with my mother, and I think it was seven of my siblings. So she said it was one of the happiest days of her life. Right? Yeah, I was—I was, I was uh, involved in rescue too, and spent uh, a few few uh, days in jail. So. Um, Beautiful. Yeah, and I think people don't understand what that was about. They kept thinking that this was some sort of political protest, but it, rescue was not about political protest. It was about intervening. No, I, and I, right, and I always tell people that it was always peaceful. It was always nonviolent. In fact, when I had to, when I applied to the Navy, they asked if I'd ever been arrested. I thought, uh oh, this might be it. <laughs> but I said yes. And uh, I explained what happened, and I, I wrote a statement, and I did mention names like Mahatma Gandhi and Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks and Jesus Christ. People had been arrested before. Yeah. So <laughs> I always thought it was a way to, uh, to try to rescue those who were being led to the slaughter and really to try to buy time for the sidewalk counselors to offer women real help, real, real things that they, they needed in the time of crisis. Yeah. And now, whenever I preach about abortion, I, I always mention that God's forgiveness is for everybody, that we're all sinners, we're all fall short of the glory of God, and that people just need to, to say they're sorry for their sins, and, and God can heal them and can forgive them, because I know many, many women regret their decisions. Yeah, yes, very true. Did that, uh, that participation in rescue, did that play a role in your... Uh, ordination, coming to preacher, your vocation? Oh, I think absolutely, because I got involved with the pro-life movement in 1988 after having lived in Europe for five years after college, and I was not I was not thinking about the priesthood during those years in Europe or even during the years of rescue, but I believe it was my involvement with the pro-life movement, and I got involved with the Bible study and also the Legion of Mary. I think there were the three contributing factors that I was finally at the tender age of 30 to figure out that I, in fact, was being called to the priesthood. And I think subconsciously I was just running from it. But I, I heard that beautiful poem by Francis Thompson, The Hound of Heaven. Yeah. And I think I was running from it and didn't even know it. Yeah. But we get tired of running, but God doesn't get tired of pursuing us. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Uh, now, Tell us, you're going to be joining us for the uh, Good News Cruise uh, coming January. Will you be speaking there oh, as well? I can't wait. Yeah. Yes, um, our good friend John Hale, who runs Corporate Travel, invited me, uh, I guess, two years ago now. And I think you were supposed to go, but couldn't at the last minute. Yeah, that's so right. I'm really hoping you're able to go this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, my mother's... Tremendous, yeah. 
My mother passed away, I, so I was unable to attend. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that. But, uh, yeah, I'm really sorry about that. It was a wonderful, wonderful trip with Teresa Tamio and lots of other great speakers. And uh, it was just so much fun. And I think that's important to remember that, you know, we can be really faithful Catholics and live our faith and have a lot of fun. So going <laughs> yes. on a cruise with a bunch of married people who want to strengthen their marriage with some of the best Catholic speakers out there and going to some beautiful places on a beautiful cruise ship, uh, I just encourage those who can go to, to sign up and really enjoy the trip of a lifetime. In fact, it's January 27th to February 2nd uh, next year, and uh, by registering today, you use the promo code EASTER, and you'll be uh, get an upgraded one-night dining experience there. So that's one more uh, way to uh, get people geared up, and uh, really it's Great. there are benefits of registering early, and this is one of them. Uh, you get this uh, upgraded dining experience. But use the promo code EASTER. And so, well, uh, Bishop, I thank you very much for taking the time to be with us today as you're you know, traveling between uh, these hospitals in, in uh, Texas. And uh, I hope we can talk again before next January. Uh, Al, anytime. As I said, it's a great honor to be on your show and Really, I mean this sincerely. Thank you for what you do, because uh, I'm in the car a lot, as you can imagine, and I listen to uh, Channel 130 Sirius EWTN Radio many hours a day, and uh, your program is clearly one of the highlights of the day for me. Well, thank so you thank so much. you for what you do. Thanks, Bishop.